Hello, everyone, and welcome to a fresh edition of the Rainbow Skyline podcast and a special crossover episode tonight because we have Anthony Slater here of the Warriors All 82 podcast. A winning edition. A winning edition of that, the of, side. The, of that podcast. Who Four, would have thought? 14th of the year. <laughs> 14th of They're the year. steaming two out of the last three. <laughs> Which, you know, is, is and then pretty wild for the Nuggets who, uh, as Michael Malone said, uh, we are not a very good team right now. They're 3-3 they're three and three after the All-Star break. They're the worst team in the league in points off of turnovers, which has carried over and made them the second worst defensive team in the league since the break. Um, got Kendra Andrews here, my co-host as well. Guys, where, where do we start with this? Um, you know, we'll get to probably some Nuggets bigger picture issues in a moment. But from, from tonight's perspective, Anthony, what do you take away? I mean, it is like the most unlikely win of the year for the Warriors. They don't have many to choose from, 14. Um, but, I mean... I, I don't know how well you know exactly what was on the court for the Warriors tonight, but that was three guys on 10 days, three rookies, and not like top-level rookies. That was the 41st overall pick, an undrafted hey, rookie. Hey, we have the 41st overall pick uh, on Denver side. Is, is hey, they hope, they hope Pascal, well, Pascal was good. Tonight. He was really good, 20 um, off the bench. And, you know, an undrafted rookie in the 28th overall pick. Andrew Wiggins, really the only, like, big piece for the Warriors long-term, and they came in and beat what was supposed to be a conference contender by 16. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's very unlikely. Yeah. Uh, Kendra, what was your takeaway tonight? I mean, something that just reminded me of, I was at that uh, Warriors-Nuggets game back in San Francisco, January 15th, I think. And one of the things that the Warriors did against the te- the Nuggets both times was they just, like, shot the lights out. Tonight, they went 18 of 41 from three-point land. I don't remember what the stat was in January, but they were just getting anything they wanted on the inverse, the Nuggets couldn't buy a basket from anywhere. Yeah. They went three of 20 from three, and even at the rim, they were struggling to finish. And that's what, like, Nuggets can't get anything consistent because they, they, there's nothing they can count on. There's nothing they can hang their hats on right now. They, they shot 18 of 36 from three two days ago, and here they are tonight, three of 20. Well, uh, what makes no sense is the Warriors are the worst defensive team in the league for threes. It's actually historically bad. Teams have been shot, shooting like 39% against them, and they're the fourth worst shooting it. So some of this, I think, is bad luck for yeah. Denver. I mean, right. you could go give most of those players, you know, a combined 41 threes by themselves out there. They're usually not hitting 18 <laughs> of them. I mean, Jordan Poole, I think, hit four. He's yeah, He had three uh, three threes in a in row. row. Yeah, yeah. huge, too. Huge, like, yeah. late quarter momentum right. shifter. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think he's shooting like 26% from three this mm-hmm. year. So, like, you know, it was like... I mean, very early career nights, but career nights for some of these guys. Yeah. So, right. so some of it's bad luck. Also, I'm just shocked they only got up 23s. Right. Denver. Well, it's yeah. interesting. After the game, Coach Malone was asked about that. Do, is it of concern to you that you aren't produce, the team isn't producing as many threes? And he was like, no, I'm glad we didn't take more because we weren't hitting them. So I want them to figure out other ways to score. And it's not a 2020 know. opinion <laughs> right, right it's there. A, it's in, it's an interesting Mindset. Well, the Nuggets in general went into the season saying we have to shoot more threes. Um, they, they were toward the bottom of the league in attempts per game, and they wanted to get up to around that 35, 36 a night game. And they haven't come really anywhere close on most nights. Uh, I think they average about 29 a game. And, you know, that that's just not – they wanted to kind of add that. They wanted to kind of add some 2020 element to them. Instead, they're playing at one of the slowest paces in the league. They can't count on anybody. I, I feel like a lot of nights I feel like we're breaking down a team that's like, you know – 10 games under 500, but the Nuggets, just now, as you know, you cover the Warriors for so many years. When you're in this position, you get viewed through a different lens where it's like everything is under the microscope. Well, and there's just a natural skepticism about them in the play. You know, just chatting with random people in the Warriors locker room, it's 
some of the takeaways tonight from them were like, yeah, like awesome. They got to win. But it was also like, man, I don't think Denver's ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's just natural skepticism until you prove it. Um, it's weird to see a 2020 contender, maybe, you know, fake contender. We'll see that it, like runs through a big guy. Uh, and that yeah. to me, like, I'm not sure that'll necessarily work. He, you know, I don't know. He had a big line, especially rebounding tonight, but in the key moments late, it seemed like, you know, some of those smaller defenders got to him. Wiggins had that, like, you know, stripped him on a post up. Like, that's the kind of stuff that suddenly my mind's flashing to a rocket series and, like, Covington and P.J. Tucker are, you know, digging down and and they're losing to Houston. Yeah. That's just kind of what I envision. Yeah. I don't, like, Jokic to me is, like, they're, like, kind of the least of their problems. Just just because you go back and you look at how, how good he was in the postseason – I think their playoff run last year, obviously two game sevens, um, you know, they shouldn't have lost game seven here at, at home. And, and I think as much as that was like, hey, we, we won 54 games after not making the playoffs. We, we got to the end of the second round. But like that was a game you look back and you say they didn't have enough shooters. Um, you know, they had ridden Jokic for the entire playoffs and he was fantastic. But in the second half of that game, he finally, finally gassed after playing, you know, 65 minutes in a four overtime game. I still I don't I don't think that's that, that's their issue. I I still believe that you can build a team that way. The problem right now is that they don't have anything else that they can count on outside of that. Uh, Jamal Murray, there's times where I feel like he's taking that jump. He had 14 points in the first half tonight, then goes 0 of 7 in the second half with a turnover. Like you 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 can't vacillate from one half or one quarter to the next. Well, yeah, him and Barton want to combine one of 15 from three, and I mean it's it's not necessarily like pin the blame on Jokic but it's like Jokic kind of to me especially again in like this modern day needs that one two punch that's like almost at least like near his equal and I don't know I mean you guys follow him on day-to-day basis it seems like Murray's disappointing season would you say I mean there was buzz yeah I, I know he has big yeah nights, yeah yeah but, I, well the, the, what's interesting is I think certainly like he, he got hurt uh in right before the all-star or about 10 games before the all-star break um, missed six and then played the last five. And before he got hurt, you know, he was doing most everything the same as he did a year ago, but he couldn't shoot. He was, he couldn't shoot threes. And he, again, team wide problem. He came back and in February he was averaging 25 a game, shooting 45 from three, you know, and so you're saying that he's starting to get it. And then, you know, you have a couple of these times where those performances just become so uneven. And so that part of it, Anthony, I think is disappointing that it's not the consistency level because he shows these flashes all the time where like this guy's a high level player and you know that that part to me is disappointing that the consistency hasn't matched it yeah I agree I mean I think that in terms of that I mean like Nicole Jokic is going to be their centerpiece he is and he will be for the foreseeable future so now it's about yeah do they have that sharpshooter that they believe in like Jamal Murray because like Nick just said when he's on he's on and can shoot the lights out or do they want to find do they want that additional shooting? And because they they haven't really been getting it from Gary Harris of late, and you know Will Barton will have those moments. And but I mean I I do think that they need to improve that threat from the perimeter. And and that while that's not their typical yeah. style, it's, he it's, needs to be an all star. Yeah, they're gonna, right, they're right. Be no. a title contender. Right. I think he needs to you, like, you get have to. The yeah, level. and and I like honestly I think that they're 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 going to need to go get somebody right. else and it's not easy in this in this market it's not going to be easy like because you say who are they going to could have dangled porter <laughs> i know they don't want to but like you could have got a drew holiday maybe it's, it's an interesting it's an interesting kind of thing they 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 kind of drew that line in the sand pretty early yeah. and said that he's going to be he's going to be untouchable um 
you know, from a warrior's perspective, as this is, is right now, kind of everything is building toward um, what the last stretch with Steph Curry is, is going to look like yeah. and how this all fits well, into that. Well, he should play Thursday, so like they've arrived this four months just you know, <laughs> wandering through it's just terrible desert. It's somewhat over. I mean, Curry will come back. They're not going to make a playoff push, obviously. Um, so uh, they're just they're trying to learn who fits next year's roster when they believe they'll be right back up in like the Nuggets echelon of, of the West. Um, Pascal again, and it's four straight really good games off the bench. I don't know what he finished with tonight. 20, I think. Um, and he was really good, uh, you know, like jumpers. He had those three mid-fourth quarter jumpers. Yeah, I was, like was going to ask about that because, you know, that, that was, what is the scouting report on him in terms of being a mid-range shooter? Because Denver just let him walk into those shots that really were kind of like that was sort of the, where the game was kind of hanging either way. And he just solid mid-range yeah. shooter when he's hot. Uh, and he has been hot this year. Very inconsistent three-point shooter in, like, the high 20 range. Um, so the corner three, sometimes I feel like when he gets in rhythm, he becomes a lot better shooter than maybe, like, the numbers would say. He's going to, like, that's the thing. The last four months he's been able to do a lot more, you know, attacking, uh, experimenting with his game. Suddenly now with Curry, eventually with Clay Thompson, when Draymond's Draymond again, he's going to need to, like, play more side roles. And that's going to be kind of the interesting tweak as Curry comes back, as they become more what they'll be, it's just like, can these guys who have had all this experimentation time fit into smaller roles? Right. Um, that they, you know, eighth men on title teams matter, and and can Pascal be like a good eighth man? Yeah, see? that's what's. I mean, that's just what's so fascinating about like, you know, the league, and, and when the trade deadline comes around, and you and you see guys who played, you know, part time roles on, on good teams, and then. You know, Malik Beasley tonight, he scored 28 points for the Timberwolves. Uh, he was 11 of 12, I think, 11 of 13. And he's been averaging better than 20-plus points a game since he got traded. But, you know, again, that's one of those situations where it's just like you get this complete green light to, to do almost whatever you want, and then it turns around and you're saying, okay, well, now I have to fit into kind of a, a much tighter box. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a player. It's like how, how do you handle that? Can you, you know, can you take a step back after you had this, like, big role? Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's all he's ever known really is this. I mean, he played with Steph for like three games and then gone, and <laughs> right. he's a rookie. Uh, so, you know, that's – but that's more – there's, what, now 20 games that are so left for the Warriors. That it's it's such a low-stress 20 games. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're – Yeah, so you look calm and relaxed. And yeah, no, it's been a relaxing season. <laughs> it really has been. Um, and, you know, the Wiggins aspect yeah. is interesting. I think he was pretty good tonight. Ten yeah. assists. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, ne- I've never seen him pass yeah. it that well. Right. So – I mean, um, how really, he kind of reforms into the Steph ecosystem is interesting, right? And how, and how what's kind of your your take on what that will look like? If it's a lot smoother fit than the D'Angelo Russell one was, they were kind of trying to like force fit in. It's, that's obvious, just positionally with yeah. him just being a wing. Um, I've liked his slashing ability that we've seen so far. He's you know kind of got you saw it tonight, kind of just like the smooth gliding. Yeah. Um, Post up had some. Kerr mentioned post game about he liked the way he was like driving and finding guys again ten assists, which I'd have to look, but I don't remember the last time in his career Andrew Wiggins had ten assists. So um, suddenly when that's Clay and Steph in the corners, although tonight it essentially was they go eighteen of forty one from three. Uh, we'll see yeah. again. I mean that's that's ahead for the Warriors starting Thursday. Right. So so you you mentioned low stress over the twenty games, complete kind of opposite <laughs> for the Nuggets in terms of where what they kind of have to wake up to. This this was. The reason, you know, this was a bad loss outside of the fact that they were at home against a team that had won 13 games and had three guys on 10 days and all those things that we mentioned at the top, they now go into a stretch, 9 of 11 on the road, 
Five of those nine road games are against teams currently in the playoff picture, and the two home games in that stretch are against Milwaukee and the Clippers. And so you're looking at a, at a stretch right now that's probably going to define more or less where where they end up in that pecking order because by the time that's over, March is almost done. There's only a few games after that. Um, you know, they're they're I think two and a half up on the on the sixth seed right now. They're only a game and a half up. Uh, they have the third seed, but but Houston is charging hard, only a game and a half behind. Where, where do you guys? I mean, where do you kind of see them? You, you're going to be out, out on the road for the first two games. Yeah. This this trip. What, what they really got to do record-wise, and what do you kind of think they will? I mean, I think that's why this game was kind of like you were just alluding to, was more of a gut punch to them because, okay, Should have been a guaranteed win. Right, they should have been a guaranteed Yeah, win. then they go and Charlotte, Cleveland. With their record, yeah, because right. Charlotte next, and Cleveland, those should be three very winnable games for this team that should cement them more in that number two seed before you play those teams who are playoff contenders, the Clippers, the Bucks, who are not just playoff contenders, but are possibly title contenders you wanted to have that leg up over los angeles over houston so i mean i think on this road trip they have to beat charlotte and yeah. those are two very winnable games and then you get more into those yeah then they go to dallas san antonio games. the lakers is the, is the first part of that trip they come home for one game and then they go to oklahoma city toronto chicago yeah. and miami so it, I, it's a lot it's like i feel like the nuggets for them their goal should be you know, those two L.A. teams have proven to give them a lot of trouble. I mean, that Clippers game just a couple right. days ago. Everybody is, it, is it matchup-based a little bit for Denver? Like, who don't they want? Yeah, that, that's yeah. that's a good discussion. We, we And we kind of talked about that last that. week. But, the you know, I see I, I see where I look at it is always like, because we, we talked about Jokic. The, are you, so you, specifically in the first round or just overall in the playoffs? I mean, it's, at this point in the West, the way it's kind of clumped, I think you can only really worry about your yeah, first round no, I, matchup. I agree. I, I I like I like Dallas as a matchup for them more so than Oklahoma City, um, just because the Thunder. The, 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 very the, random. The, the <laughs> miss, yeah, weird. the miss, and and honestly, the, the Chris Paul Jamal Murray thing is something that I I worry about for Denver of of that just being a really big gulf in, in terms of those two guys, especially in the playoffs. Um, again, Jamal had his moments in the postseason, but it was almost like an every other night thing. Um, Jokic does play really well against Steven Adams, but uh, you know. I just think that the Thunder, the Thunder are scary in that, in that matchup. Um, Denver, Denver matches up well against Utah. Uh, they match up well I, again. I think against Dallas, um, Houston's fascinating because they split the season series, but they didn't play this version of Houston. And obviously, they would have nobody for for Jokic, but like he's going to have to run down the court and and, and run to the, the corner to I guess guard you know, PJ Tucker. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, so. got Houston, the whole experiment is going to be interesting to yeah. watch. Like, maybe you do want them, maybe you don't. I don't know. Right. Well, let me ask you this, but because I'm curious, we're, we're sitting here talking about some of the bad losses that the, that the Nuggets have had. You know, they've lost to the Cavaliers, they lost to the Hawks, and they've lost to the Warriors all at home. Yeah. Um, they lost to the Wizards. Golden State, oh Golden State had some of those stretches during their their dynastic run where um, they would lose some of those kind of games. Like they would lose a few of these. Um, games to teams that they they obviously should have beaten. Do, do these things ultimately matter when when you lose those kind of games? No, I mean no. In general, I mean once the ball tips off on April, you know, sixteenth, whatever the matchup is, the matchup is, and suddenly all you're analyzing is you know that series. But I think the Warriors, when the Warriors were on their rise, and it was a very quick rise, it was suddenly sixty-seven wins with Kerr, and they yeah. won the title, and then seventy-three the next year. Like they weren't losing those type of games then. They started losing those when, like, Durant got there and they almost got a little bit bored with just the whole process because they were such prohibitive title, title favorites. 
there was nothing really to prove. Um, when they would have those losses, it's not like we would sit back and criticize and be like, I don't know. I just don't know if this <laughs> team has it. It was more right. like, man, I just don't know if this team cares in March. Right. You know, I'm not sure they'll care until April. So that would be the difference is just like it was a lack of like just wake me up in April where right. the Nuggets like – and that's how it is. You know, I did a podcast with uh, Eric Nem, uh, Milwaukee yeah. writer, and like there on the flip side in the East, it was a similar thing where he's talking about like, you know, is it – and it, they're whatever fifty one and yeah. eight, but it was like, can you really call them the prohibitive favorites? Even though every statistic they have says they should be, and it's like we'll see in, in April. And yeah. with the Nuggets, I mean, we tend to just overblow every game because what else are we going to do over however many months? Yeah. I mean, it's our jobs to analyze every game, but yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I think that the good the, the the positive the Nuggets can have is outside of that really bad, like really beat down in LA against the Clippers last week. Um, they, they've played these top matchups well. Like they, they've, I think they were, I think they're seven and seven against the top four team, top five teams in the West. Um, they've tended to get up for those kind of games. And, and you're right. Once, once it starts, none of it really, none of it really matters. But my whole thing is like the Nuggets shouldn't be bored. Like, because right. they, they haven't, they, they haven't, haven't proven that. Yeah, no, that's that's sure. why to me it's, it's a little bit concerning. Um, so yeah, it's again, big stretch coming up for the Nuggets. Uh, Steph Curry comes back Thursday, so there's you know stuff for both teams to. to Still a tentative coming back. I can't for sure. You know they need to like, tentative. It'll probably be tomorrow where they'll get the full green light okay. from. But if he does, it'll be a little bit spicy. It's Warriors yeah. Raptors yeah. on TNT. You know, finals rematch. Won't exactly feel like <laughs> one, but um, mm-hmm. and then Saturday ABC. You know who's liking this? The NBA ratings. Yeah. people yeah. are liking that. It's Steph's coming back for oh, those yeah. two for sure. Considering the crisis they're going through. Yeah, um, and you know. Maybe Dragon Bender will be on another ten day. That's the other story around the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. It expired today's first one. Is that so? That's the question mark. A good way to go off. Though. Yeah, they've had twenty two pl- different players. This yeah. Year. yeah. Well, we'll see. Nug- yeah, <laughs> Nuggets visit the Warriors at the end of this month, so we'll see where where both teams are standing and then what they're at that point. But uh, appreciate you guys for joining us t- today. Uh, keep it into Warriors All eighty two and the Rainbow Skyline podcast. Until next time, thanks for stopping by. Mm-hmm.